Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hey. Mike. Hey. And Tom. Hi, Ross. And last week we talked about snow just as itself and all the wonderful things you can do with it. And I think to kind of build on that, I think my maybe topic question or, or advocation for um, getting outside in these cold winter months uh, because it's... It's, it's getting cold in Minnesota. It's going to get snowier in Minnesota. And I know a lot of programs, and I'll, I'll not call, call out anyone specifically, but I know there's a lot that will say we can't go outside. Mm-hmm. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. It's too snowy. It's too bop, bop, bop. It'll take too long to get ready. Well, and it's not even just in Minnesota. I mean, I remember meeting somebody from, I don't know, like Tennessee or something like that. And, yep. you know, everyone's sense of cold is right. still cold. So for them, it right. was like 40s right. was too cold. Right. Because, you know, so everybody right. has this dilemma. They do, and I think. Well, I I'm, guess maybe not in Saudi Arabia, but. But then they we're getting then on they have the topic yes, of heat, right, and so there's extreme so many things. temperature extremes. Right, but so there's always going to be the challenge. Maybe that's the universal kind of coming together is that every program is going to have its own level of challenge related mm-hmm. to the weather, mm-hmm. and as we were talking about last week when Tom brought up the snow, I think there's some that just dread these next five six months of oh, we're just going to have to be. We're weighed down mm-hmm. f- literally and figuratively mm-hmm. with this season. And there's others who are like, it's finally here. I can get on my yep, snowmobile. Yep. I can get on my skis. I can go build my forts. I can go. And as we've talked about in a number of other episodes, that kind of yes mentality. Well, how do we start shifting our focus? And I think right. the idea, because the children themselves will be extremely excited. And they're going to want to get out and play. And it's... Usually the adults who are standing, watching, going, mm-hmm. I'm cold. I don't like this. Right. There's often a child or two also like that. There are. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which, you know, cause that's the other thing of how do you balance. <laughs> Which, and then I've been like, I've seen the teachers kind of partner up with, oh, they're, they're cold. They don't want to get dressed. We're just going to hang inside or we're going to mm-hmm. do this. Um, but maybe, so maybe talking about ways that some of your uh, ways that you kind of enjoy or try to embrace winter strategies you use, things you say to parents, mm-hmm. gear you get. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm at a program where we go outside every day unless it's thunder and lightning or occasionally your your occasional polar vortex yeah. will keep us in. So, I mean, something that it's just a natural part of, of, of the program. That said, I am the one who gets cold pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have empathy. I don't, I think that it's, I'm not, I'm not working against your point at all, Ross, but I do think mm-hmm. to, also understand that there is a range of, of body tolerances. And Absolutely. if you're not, I mean, because I, I have colleagues who I'm like, I don't think you get cold feet. Like, I, you know, like, right, I'm like, right. I don't think you understand the, the pain involved. Yeah, you right. know, and when you've got the kid who's crying because mm-hmm. they're cold, maybe you change and you go back out. But to, you know, the like, oh, you're going to be okay. I'm just going to say that's not it. You know, yeah. To understand, I mean, because I've worked with people who are like, they're in a fleece and I'm in, you know, 10 layers. And yeah. we all have different... Body, body systems and, and responses to the weather. Yep. So I want to advocate for those who have cold feet. Yeah. And I will say, if anyone's getting into this season, like I'm reminded every year, uh, when they start just saying they miss their mom and they've been fine, like, I mean, like they're, they're not right, having separation right. issues and they're just starting to tell you they miss their mom, they probably have cold feet because mm-hmm. they don't know that that's what that sensation is. Mm, you can ask them. Are you warm enough? Yeah. Are you are you cold? They, 
I'm using this broadly, but many, many children cannot actually describe the sensation of having cold feet. They don't know what that that's what's wrong. Yeah. And then you get them inside I never and you about feel that. their feet. Because there's something about when you're cold up because near it your hurts. Head, you it's like not doesn't it feel like cold because it's pain. Yeah. And sometimes you actually go numb and I don't think they understand what numb feels like. They don't have enough experience with that. So sometimes right. just general sadness kind of out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I just was recently reminded of this, which is why I'm saying it's like, oh right, their feet are cold, but they don't know how to tell me that. Right. So um, when you get inside and feel their feet, it's like, oh, you were really, really cold. Mm -hmm. Now that said, sometimes I have the luxury, I can come in and change with them. So yeah. we've got enough staff or my administrative team will come out so I can see if their socks are wet or yeah. if their boots are too small mm -hmm. or those kinds of things and try to change and then get back out, you know, because right. they're having fun except for that right. one thing. So I think trying to check on the body needs. Yeah. We also have, um, there's two of our classrooms that go hiking every week and mm -hmm. when it gets colder... And, and the trails, it, it's like, I don't know what it would be, not even a quarter mile to the trails and yeah. then the trails themselves. Yeah. So you have that point when you're on the trails, when you, to come back, it's going to take however long you've yeah. been going. So it's always yeah. mm -hmm. this balance, but they actually keep those hand warmers, hand warmers yep. in their backpack at all times. Yep. Um, and we actually had a an emergency evacuation a little while ago and they ended up using them all. Oh. So, oh, we've got to get more. Like we kind of... I think hand warmers are great. And yeah. yeah, it was just really nice to sort of have those on hand. Yeah. Literally. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> but just think about even the cold feet thing of mm -hmm. like, yeah, they can be really handy. And the, oh the safety limitations <laughs> on those, they say, is like if someone can't verbalize, you know, you don't want uh, like right. the toe warmers. If someone doesn't have verbal skills yeah. to tell you that they have pain. I mean, I, I don't think they're unsafe products, but I'm just right. feeling yeah, that true. And I will say yep. that the... The kids who hike are the older preschoolers. Who can verbalize yeah. those yep. kinds of things. Hand warmers so, for a teacher, too, because I will tell you, if you're going to go outside with kids, you are going to be fixing the boot mm -hmm. that oh, came yeah, off in the snow. Take off your hand. You oh. are going to be tightening the mittens that they took off so they could do something. So <clears throat> you need so hand warmers just for yourself are, mm -hmm. are great because then you can be more helpful to the kids because you're more comfortable. Mm -hmm. It seems to me like we're talking about making good decisions about what to wear. Yeah. That's kind of step one. I mean, yeah. for not only for the yourself, but for the kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, kids need snow pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They need the boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They need the jacket. They need the mittens. And then they this can the get into, do, do all the families, are they able to provide that? Right. Right. <clears throat> right. And there's the families who, they can buy a pair of gloves, but they can't buy a th second, third, fourth pair because kids are going to lose them. So, mm -hmm. right. So there's a balance, right, of mm -hmm. how much yeah, mm -hmm. parents And ideally, can a program would have some backup, yeah, uh, yeah. backup gear, so yep. for families who don't have what they need, right? Um, whether it whether it's financial or they just forgot it. I mean, you know, different yeah. things. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's not all definitely right. It's yeah. not always financial. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think that's something that a program would have to be committed to to have. Yeah, if you, if hand. you're committed to go outside, mm -hmm. you've got to have the supplies. Otherwise. That's going to throw right. a wrench into everything. And I find, I, I feel like I've said this before in the podcast, but families dress for the what the day before was like. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this time of year when winter's first hitting and then also in spring, mm -hmm. yeah. it's like if you suddenly get a cold day, there'll be kids who have no snow pants or no hat because, well, yesterday was not and you know, sunny and 40. Or, right. Adults are not always outside as long as we are, adults and families. And so they, they 
they don't. Oh, right. Felt, they're just going to the car. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I walked from the house to the car, or I used to laugh. There's a kid yeah. who came one day completely without his coat in January, and I just laughed. I said, "You must have an attached garage." Where I every mean, you know, like every preschool <laughs> teacher has like yeah. a good weather app or is checking the weather in the morning. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need if I'm going to be out for an right. hour? Not right. so you can't expect families to actually understand. I guess yes. is what I'm saying. No, that's and, true. And don't I, be frustrated. I can't believe they. No, didn't I, send I that. was saying it more like with that idea yeah. that another reason why yeah. you need right. The yes, extra they the backup know. materials, backup Always clothing, because like. yeah. they aren't necessarily bringing it for the day. And that'll be true for any kind of program mm-hmm. that's going outside. Mm-hmm. If you're in a if you're in a program where there's lots of rain, right? Yep. You want to have the wellies and the mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what, the rain gear. Yeah. If you're in Australia, you you need need, the kids need the sun hats. Yep. Yep. So it's, I mean, it's th- this is really where the adult comes in and making good decisions. Because we're talking about safety. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're ta- you know, uh-huh. there's, there's weather where, ah, oh, you can go out without that and you might be uncomfortable, but it's not an unsafe situation. Right. And that's a good time to learn how that feels in your body. And then there's times when it's about safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll throw out, sorry, I feel like I'm being a negative person, but um, maybe I am. There are challenges for some kids. Don't, don't forget the gear yeah. is, it doesn't feel great. Right. For everybody. Absolutely. Puffy and it's thick and it's weird materials and it And if you get it on first and, and you have to gotta wait for the other It scratches you <laughs> with the tags and all. I mean so yeah. to have some empathy for mm-hmm. the difficulty of wearing on now my knees don't bend and I can't run and I can't climb because my mittens, because I don't know where yeah. my thumbs are. And I can't get up if I fall. Right. And I can't get yeah. up if I fall. No, for real. Yeah. Um just so just empathy. <clears throat> and some of the empathy is going to be like well, they can get on their jacket themselves. And it's like, well, they can <laughs> physically have the motor skills for it, but they might not have the emotional capacity at this time to do it. Yes. So just being able to just yes. say, right. Would you like a little help today? Would you like a little help today? Yeah, and, and I think some teachers get to the point, and because it is hard to do it for everybody, uh-huh. right? but most kids will do whatever they're able to do, but, but that's including their the emotions of what they're right. going to do. Not just physically, if they did it five days, but now, right. whatever, it's they can't do it today. It just means then you help them. And I think if, yeah, if you, going back to our attunement episode, if you can attune to your class and you recognize that this child who usually can get dressed all by themselves and they're usually one of the first to get ready and today they're just not doing it, you might reach out and be like, hey, What's going on today? Right. Do you need a little something extra? And you get there. But I did not again to kind of counter your point, Mike, of just the there are the children who have had their parents always dress them and, mm-hmm. and who are just like, just do it for me. Just do it. Just right. do it. Just do it. And they'll walk around and they'll ask three or four different children because they've come to me and I've said, oh, I know you can. I want you to try twice right, right. and then I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Sh- show me where you're getting stuck. What's the yeah. problem? And they're like, and they just turn to somebody else. Can you do this for me? And I usually turn the, them to other kids first yeah. <clears throat> for the same reason. I feel like, one, I think it's great that they help each other. Yeah. And then, you know, it's so it's a, it, yeah, it's definitely a balance. Yeah. Of, and so it's once yeah. you, and you, when you know your group, because I think to me, one of those goals is that they do learn that skill, the, the self-help skills of getting themselves dressed mm-hmm. and being more independent with it. So getting the practice. And so we take the time. And I think being a full day program, we yep. can, we can pull that dressing time a little right, bit longer right. and but then the success that i see the children you know the family the report from the families hey they're getting themselves dressed to go sledding in the park this is great so we can take that time half day programs i know it's going to be more like if we're going to get outside we need to do right. it but i think that's where i want to segue to 
other thing like what do you do outside because i think a lot of teachers feel mm-hmm. stuck you're just like we've already run around on the playground right what else can we do and if you know we talked previously with the snow episode just having small shovels that the children can actually use and getting you know tom's an advocate of the five gallon bucket getting a one gallon bucket or a two gallon bucket so the children can fig fill it up and then physically move it themselves right or you just have what you would usually have in your sand table right it doesn't have to be a shovel that's that's a shovel side right. it can be a little shovel and a little pail but then yeah. there's the reality of making sure you put them somewhere so Putting they don't get snowed on because there's always that point in the year when <laughs> everything has been is buried in the snow somewhere yeah. and you don't know where spring is an exciting time and it's yeah. a hard thing too like you know, multi you know with class i mean you don't clean up after your snow play well, the thing in a program with a lot of classrooms is it's usually soon the next class is coming. And then yep. sometimes, oh, they never made it outside before the kids got picked up or whatever. Yep. And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah the stuff we just, it was outside Excuses, still. excuses. <laughs> We're going to have, we have a new volunteer, Tom, uh, <laughs> named Tom, who's going to clean up after. No, but I always remember that thing of like. Oh, or they want a specific shovel. Yep. And it's like. Uh, <laughs> Gotta wait till spring. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. there somewhere. Yep. Um, but it, yeah, I, 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 there's the book that you mentioned last week, Joy Snowplay. Like mm-hmm. I think find there's so many resources to to do or to help you plan for the outside, and that often if we just sit back and watch what the children do, mm-hmm. we can figure out ways to jump in or to be a part of the play as well. And I think the more we're moving outside as the teachers and as the parents, you know, it's it's more fun. But then you're not getting as cold because. What, what winter gear is really good at doing is trapping the heat inside. So that's where children are peeling off their mittens. They're taking off their hats when it's only three or four degrees outside because they're just like, I'm, I'm sweating. Can I take my jacket off? Well, today you can't because you will freeze right. very quickly. And that's that hard thing. That's where the adult needs to be the deciding factor in that, where the kids can't totally. Right. But at the same time, Sometimes adults can be too like, well, you have to do yes. this, and that. Yes. So there, I don't know what the balance is with that, right? But it's true, kids can take off things I think too. You learn your they kids, can. and I right. think, yeah, yeah that's and, true. and yeah. to know that not everybody feels. I mean, really, it's kind of what I was saying before. Like as far as cold weather goes, we don't all feel the same way at the same time. You know, I, I let right. the kid take their hat off, and I see that they're they got sweat. Right. You know, steam. Be, yeah. You know, yeah, steam yeah, coming yeah, off steam. their head, and you're like, oh, like I'm so sorry because I'm cold or the other way around i think there's teachers who are warm and don't understand why kids are cold you know so i think to just sort of acknowledge that we all have different and i think like hats and mittens are ones that are easy to do with Mm -hmm. that maybe unzipping the coat Mm -hmm. yeah but like snow pants it's kind of like they have to kind of put them on before they go out yep you know because and sometimes it's there just for the warmth Mm -hmm. like even if it's not snowing but it's cold enough it's insulating layer but that's a one and that's a hard one to convince kids because they'll well it's sunny outside right you know, because that's all they see. And I, I think that's maybe um, somewhere I wanted to make sure we mentioned the like weather charts and things that mm-hmm. often happen in preschool rooms. If you get outside, there's no reason for a mm-hmm. weather chart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because kids will, oh, it's sunny, but it's really cold well, out here. Or, oh, it's snowing, but it feels kind of warm. That's making me think or, of uh, when we have some of those here in this state, uh, some days that are so cold that there might be a warning coming from the National Weather Service saying don't stay outside for more than 10 minutes and those kinds of things mm-hmm. that happen, you know, frostbite warnings and wind chill warnings and those kinds of things. And sometimes at my school, we'll make the call if it's like the 10th one in a row, you know, 
probably, you know, everyone's tired of it. Nobody really wants right, to right. go out there. Mm-hmm. But very often there'll be days where, you know, th- there can be a choice. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we know we're not going to be out for very long for safety reasons and right. just for practical. No one's actually going to want to be out there for that long. But we, we might give it as a choice and say which teacher wants to go out because we don't think yep. it'll be everybody. But you're making me think of that weather chart with it, that weather chart thing, Mike, because kids will come in like, yeah. Like, you know, they walk in the front door yeah. of my classroom like, yeah, I'm going out there. That sounds fantastic. Look, I'm all dressed. Let's go. I love playing outside. And they get outside and sort of like by the time they get to the slide, they're looking at me like, what's going on? This like hurts. You know right. I mean? Like they don't right. say, but it's, until you right. go out and experience, yep. like, you know, their yeah. idea of what it is outside versus the experience. And then they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I, right. I want to go. And so it's like, you're and still. And wind chill is a big part of that too, right? That right. It, but you're learning how you to take care of yourself. You have to be in the wind. And if you're in a place where it's not windy, it's suddenly like. Oh, it's not so bad. And then you go at the top of the hill and be, and you're like, oh my God, it hurts my yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's go down out of the wind or let's, you know, when you're standing up versus when you get down low. I mean, th- I mean, it sounds... And there's no weather chart like that I have, like, can teach them like a pioneer school, but, right. I mean, but there are practical things that you learn about how to how to stay warm and, and, and stay safe. And obviously, right. eventually, we do come inside. And I think that's... I actually think that that's part of it, too, is there are days that... There are days that it's magical. Yep. You're out there. You didn't think you were going to have fun. And it's magical. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, everything that you love about being outside is happening. It's just happening in the wintertime. And there are days that it's hard. Character yep. building. Char- mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then you get to come inside and think, oh, I am so lucky. I have a building. I have heat. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, uh, you know, I'm going to have some food or maybe somebody's going to have a nice warm drink. I mean, so I think that there's that getting to experience right. that what we're so fortunate right. to have. I think that is part of also going outside is that feeling when you right. come in and you feel that relief. Yeah. Well, then you were touching on it, Joey, but I think that idea that if you've been inside a lot of days, we need to get outside now. Like yeah. you can feel the pressure cooker has where, where there's often that mm-hmm. absence of large motor that's happening mm-hmm. in a lot of rooms, mm-hmm. unless you're in Tom's room where you haven't built in all the time. But there's still that magicness of magical feeling of being outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and a different sensory quality. Just need yeah. to yep. get yep. away. And so I think that for I, I remember a family that came for a tour um, last winter, or actually last spring, and they were like they they didn't go outside if it was below thirty degrees. And in Minnesota, that's again going to be five to six months right. of the <laughs> right, year. And right. I said, what they're they have not once. And she goes, no. And I just said, how is that possible? Because <laughs> just as from the adult, that would have to feel right, oppressive right. and hard. But then we know the health benefits of getting outside. Mm-hmm. People, are, they old, the kind of the old idea that going outside makes you sick. It's the in the especially in the winter, it's the opposite. It's because being indoors and because all, of the, with the windows closed, that that absence of fresh they, air. Yeah, that's where most illness. So I think maybe to to wrap up, do you, what would you each say is a Joey, raise your hand. Well, I have one more thing before you wrap wrap up. It's making me think uh, for some reason it's coming to my mind. You know, you all know, I believe in going outside. Like that's just like, so I'm not, I'm not saying anything against that, but I do think that going outside in winter is unique because of the gear. And I'm thinking of the things that I've learned from all these years of talking with Tom about having opportunities indoors as well. And Mm -hmm. any season, I don't think it's okay to say, well, we went outside, so we don't need to do something different with our bodies inside. I don't think that that's okay because we don't know when kids are going to need that feeling. But I also, over the years, have grown to think more and more, especially in the winter, because they don't have their hands. 
outside. Right. They don't get to you know yeah. hold something tight or throw it or those kinds of oh, things because yeah, yeah. they got their yeah. mittens on. Their knees don't bend in those snow pants. Yeah. Their ankles are kind of rendered useless by snow boots. boots. Mm-hmm. So I think to remember that the kind of movement that you can do when you're unencumbered by gear is different. And in the winter, yeah. you, you there's hard both. work. There's all the things we talked about in the snow episode. It's 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 good. But to just, oh, they did it outside. I think to remember that they actually don't have access to their whole bodies when they're outside mm-hmm. um, is something that I, I feel like I've grown over the years in, in, in remembering that in the wintertime. Anyway, that was my, sorry, that uh-huh. was my derail. And of, really and, hot weather could be similar where they're really not running around as much right. or being as physically active because it's just uncomfortable right. to get to that point. So right. Right. either way, either yeah. extreme, it's still important to move indoors. Yeah. yeah. I would just piggyback on what Julie was talking about, how kids are different. Yeah. I mean, some kids have higher tolerances than others, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you have to know your kids. Mm-hmm. Really important. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are some great things to end on. I'll also invite any listeners to share favorite activities mm-hmm. on the Facebook page because mm-hmm. what do you do in your challenging seasons and how, mm-hmm. how have you learned to embrace it? Uh, what specifically have you done? Maybe you have specific gear recommendations that you found really successful. The, the, the games you've invented, the activities you've done can all be shared and we can all help each other out. I want to know about Hawaii. Yeah. We what should challenges they have. <laughs> We'll have to take a trip, Tom. Yeah. Yes, let's we'll do homework. Yeah. It's the only way we're going to know. So, yeah, make sure you donate on our Patreon page. <laughs> broadcast live from Hawaii. I will absolutely live stream a show if that gets us out, too. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for this discussion. Thanks, thanks Russ. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>